0: Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It's such an honor to be with you today. I have just come out of a seven-day silent retreat. Um, this is a requirement for mindfulness-based stress reduction teachers, and uh, it's a full immersion into mindfulness. And we're going to talk a little bit about mindfulness today, but particularly what I wanted to talk about is mindfulness. Mindfulness. And how to bring in this compassion into our lives that oftentimes is very challenging and difficult, given our conditioning, but also given our world can just it can be busy, right? We have so much on our plates sometimes and often aren't kind to ourselves or others. And so this practice is a practice of um, practicing more awareness with non judgment and fully being immersed in the uh, moments as they show up, moment to moment. So, we're going to talk more about this, but I wanted to start off the podcast today by sharing a poem. What lies behind us and what lies before us are all tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Oliver Wendell Holmes. So, you know, it's interesting to explore this idea of really getting to know ourselves and getting to know what lies within us, um, connecting with ourselves in such a deep way. So first, before I dive in more to this, I just wanted to go over some of the benefits of mindfulness. Um, you know, sometimes it's something that we hear about sometimes. There's a lot of different apps that are available to practice meditation and mindfulness. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about it and what it looks like to bring it into your daily life. So I'm going to start off with another quote by John Kabat-Zinn because I love it so much. And for me, it kind of really encompasses one of the th- reasons why I am drawn to the practice. And it says, Mindfulness is about loving life. When you cultivate this love, it gives you clarity and compassion for life. And your actions happen in accordance with that. So this idea that our actions, um, as we bring love into life, and as we um, cherish the moments we have, our actions are going to follow with what we are cultivating So mindfulness is defined as an awareness cultivated by paying attention in a sustained particular way on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. Okay, so this is derived from the Buddhist tradition where it was meant to alleviate suffering and cultivate compassion, which is the idea. Buddhism, there is, um, something called dukkha and dukkha refers to our suffering and, um, our stress ultimately. Um, and so mindfulness is, is about reducing stress and alleviating suffering for ourselves and those around us. Okay. Um, So it has evolved into a widespread secular practice with a strong body of scientific evidence supporting its incorporation in the management of many medical and psychiatric conditions, distress and stress management. So this was founded by John Kabat-Zinn. And uh, one of the things that I learned on my retreat that I didn't know before was that it was actually at... um, a retreat, a mindful, one of the first probably mindfulness retreats, probably the first one John kept, I think it was his first mindfulness retreat. And John Kabat-Zinn after the retreat said, I have to find a way to bring this, bring mindfulness into the community, into healthcare, into people's lives, because of the ways that it can transform, um, relationship with suffering and our relationship with stress as one of those one of the thoughts but the other thought was um bringing in some some tools and skills to help people with with managing life and coping in a different way um so john cabotson a faculty member at umass medical school in 1949 first adopted and applied the mindfulness practice in a program he called Mindfulness Based Stress Reduction, MBSR, and established the Center for Mindfulness. And so MBSR is an eight week course, and um, participants come in for two and a half hours a week and they learn different mindfulness and meditation techniques. One of those is the body scan. Um, you learn ways to incorporate mindfulness into daily life. So there's a, there's a week where um, mindful eating is discussed and practiced. So everything is, you learn and you practice it. And so, but there's multiple um, different um, classes and they all build on each other. And one of them is relationships and teaches communication skills and ways to respond effectively, but also with compassion and compassion is a big piece in the mindfulness um, practices, because as we're able to cultivate more compassion for ourselves, we naturally are able to be more compassionate with those around us. And it can transform the way we communicate and interact with one another. So, um, The program was initially studied for its efficacy in treating chronic pain and chronic medical conditions and also managing mild anxiety and mood symptoms. In his first public work on MBSR, John Kabat-Zinn showed that 50 of 51 chronic pain patients who had not responded to traditional treatment improved in their pain by 50% by the end of the program. It's pretty phenomenal when you think about it. They didn't respond to any other treatment. And and it helped with managing pain. Um, Center for Mindfulness reports that since the establishment of the MBSR MBSR program at UMass Medical School in 1979, over 22,000 people have completed it. More than 6,000 medical doctors and their healthcare professionals have referred patients to this program because they understand the value of mindfulness in their patients' health and well-being. Participants of the Center for Mindfulness Stress Reduction Program report to a 38 reduction in medical symptoms, 43 reduction in psychological and emotional distress and a 26 reduction in perceived stress. So it's just incredible to think about the reduction in stress, pain, and people's relationship with pain from engaging in this practice. Um, really incredible. And um, Part of these classes involve um, practice, but a lot of group discussion, and then um, practice. Outside of of class, and it is a pretty um, significant commitment. It is a two and a half hour class once a week, and then um, and close to an hour of practice um, every day. You know, so it's very um, involved. It is it is a practice, but one of the reasons why I think that people have experienced such incredible change is because we are really imprinting the mind with something different, and we are practicing the skills that we need in order to manage life in a different and more effective way. Um, While the underlying psychological mechanisms that mediate the benefits of mindfulness are not fully clear, um, Some of the the research indicates that it may enhance positive emotional uh, regulation strategies, increase self-compassion levels, decrease rumination, and decrease uh, experiential avoidance, so those avoidance behaviors. Clinically, these are associated with the reduction of stress, as well as the improvement of positive emotions. Um, some of the research states that mindful in, mindfulness enhances cognitive flexibility, repraisal through its improvement of faculty of present-centered, non-judgmental awareness, and psychosomatic phenomenon. Mindfulness practice appears to reduce stress by gradually enhancing non-reactive monitoring of body mind states and learning to be continually aware of the equanimous our equanimity towards the sensate experience. So essentially people are getting very um, aware of their reactions, what they're experiencing, how they experience it, and then allows people a space for choice. So what I love about mindfulness is that allows us actually to create a space where we can pause we're actually able to create more freedom for ourselves. Because when you think about it, if you think about, um, you know, when you're boiling a pot of water, you know, pretty soon if you're not watching the pot, you got your simmer, but then you've got a full boil. Sometimes for people, there's not a space where we get to that full boil. But with mindfulness, we're practicing these emotional regulation strategies that actually help us with gaining more of a sense of, um, purpose, but also um, a sense of awareness of how we respond and what ways we respond. Thinking about this in context of daily life, you know, there are many responsibilities. We are so busy. Some of us are parents, some of us have jobs, all of these other things that are constantly pulling at us. By coming back to a place of mindfulness, we're able to cultivate this moment by moment awareness of what is present when it's present noticing the things that we respond to noticing the things that we um maybe cling to and those things that we want to avoid and really is this practice of bringing our own presence into our daily lives in just such a a rich way right and so um one of the things I love about the practice as well is that it gives us an opportunity to bring in some self-compassion to our life and some, the ability to be kind with ourselves. And really, as we're practicing this regularly, we are starting to change some of the conditioning that, that has been part of our um, growing up and, and learning and we're changing some of the old patterns and we're able to create new patterns. Um, So if you're interested in mindfulness, we will include some links in the show notes for some different mindfulness practices. And then um, we will be offering an introductory um, MBSR course uh, here at Heart and Soul Wellness. And we also will be offering um, eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction courses in January, if you are interested in those. Um, The last thing that I wanted to say is um, something to consider if you are just kind of interested in mindfulness um, is looking up John Kabat-Zinn. And he has some videos on YouTube about attitudes. That's something that would be interesting to look at. And the other thing that you can do is we have a mindful Monday. And so I um, oftentimes will put in suggestions for either meditation or poetry ways to reconnect with yourself. Um, and the last thing I want to say is that mindfulness just has this beautiful way of bringing us back to reconnecting with ourselves. So many of the, The diseases and the stress and the situations that we find ourselves in sometimes are a result of a high level of stress and not having enough time to really bring ourselves back to a place of equanimity and balance. Mindfulness, uh, mindful movement, these all are very helpful tools in helping us with being able to come back to a place of, of center coming back to a place of balance. When life gets out of balance, you know, we can even notice that and bring it back to a place where we are more aware. And as we are bringing more awareness to each moment, we are cultivating change within ourselves and then allowing that change to be seen with others. And it really does cultivate this um, ability to be more compassionate, more um aware, more focused, more present in our lives. So thank you so much for being part of this podcast today. And I look forward to um talking, seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe and if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.